Welcome to Fusion Student Ministries. We hope this message equips and encourages you. Relationships with authority. Uh, how many of you, raise your hand if you just raise your hand. <laughs> Are you pressing record? Great. Awesome. They can hear this. Raise your hand if you've ever felt ridiculed by people that were older than you, like older generations. Come on, I actually want to see you. Like, raise your hand all the way. All right, great. That's that's a majority in the room. Anybody that hasn't ever felt ridiculed, that's probably be a better thing to do. Because <laughs> I'm like trying to, I'm like, okay, make sure everyone felt ridiculed because this wouldn't go over well. We'll skip it. All right. Man, it's like... You hear this a lot, especially if you're on Facebook. Like you see like, man, kids nowadays, you know, they're spoiled, rude, mean, confused. I'm like, probably. I mean, but you are too, right? <laughs> and that, like, I know that like you guys have heard that. Like how many of y'all was it like in your family that you've heard something like, whether it was an uncle, like grandpa, or maybe like a teacher or someone on Facebook? I know, who's on Facebook in here? Whose moms are on Facebook? <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm right. I said old people use Facebook on, on my notes. <laughs> Not that your mothers are old. I remember Jacob said that his mother was old during his message. And uh, she, she took all his money away. Raise your hand if you've ever ridiculed people that were older than you. Like old people. I don't believe you. If you if you say you didn't, I don't believe you at all. I did this the other day. <laughs> I, it, I went a little too far with it. <laughs> but I went a little too far. All right. So, guys, that's the cycle that I'm going to be talking about uh, tonight. It's it's just this conflict that you have with, you know, young people and old people and everywhere in between where it just seems like people that are younger just are in rebellion and then people that are, yeah, I just hear someone's just like jamming. Oh, great. I thought that was in my head. I was like, man, my head really hurts today. Just like, I thought it was my heartbeat. I was like, God help me. Like, And then y'all heard it. I saw y'all talking about it. I'm like, okay, it's not in my head. I feel great. Thank you. Thank you, Luke. Yeah, it would have been hard. Like, my face would have got red. And I'm like, so someone take me to the hospital. <laughs> so I'm going to talk about the cycle, guys, of, like, how it is and the, and the strain of, of, of parents and teachers and, and coaches and pastoral leaders and stuff like that, of the, the conflict that you have when someone's in authority over you. They say something you don't like, uh, how to deal with that, uh, how to deal with how to do everything from your side uh, of the relationship that you can, because sometimes a lot of relationships aren't going to work out. Um, you'll find this whenever you start working, that sometimes you're going to have a boss that doesn't care how you feel, doesn't care what you feel, doesn't care what you think, doesn't care at all, just wants you to do the job. Amen, people that are working? And it gets hard. So I'm trying to equip you now, hopefully, give you just some things. Who's working? 
has a part-time job, whatever. Everyone's like, a little bit. <laughs> I work. I get an allowance. <laughs> That's still work, guys, until you get uh, a W-2, then it's actual work. So, um, so there's a distinct conflict. I just said that. What do we do kind of on our side of the relationship is, number one, I just have kind of two, and then I'm going to go into a little bit, kind of a different three-point message that I have going on. Um, number one is be a peacemaker. Amen? Yeah, it's super hard to do that, though, especially if you have parents and stuff like that, and they tell you, hey, you got to be home at 10. And you're like, the party starts at 9, like 9.30, what are you talking about? Like, get out of here. How many of you have had that same uh, scenario? All right, well, I'm preaching to y'all. You guys, y'all have to say amen. And I'm like, okay, they all said amen, parents. I'm going to email them, just make sure everybody knows that, you know, I saw your daughter very receptive. How is she doing? Romans 12.10, or 12.18 says, if it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Super hard to do, especially when people don't like you sometimes. <laughs> Amen? Who has people that don't like them? Wow, there was a lot more people that I expected. Who doesn't like people? There's more. <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> What's going on? Guys, if you're a peacemaker, you can witness the people uh, without even telling them about the gospel. You can witness to them um, specifically, like, if someone's really rude to you, uh, and you'll find this in your work uh, environment, I think, I'm still working on it, but if someone's really rude to you, and, man, you just give them a kind word instead, and they're expecting you to blow up on them too, uh, man, it, it'll either do two things. It'll either, like, stop them in their tracks, or they'll get even more, like, angry. And that's the spirit in them. That's the devil. <laughs> that's the devil. You got to cast that out in the name of Jesus. Come on, Lord. Amen? All right, I was being facetious right there, guys. So, guys, you can witness to people by the way you treat them. Just doing that. Like if I, like let's say someone curses me out specifically. Uh, and instead of telling them, God bless you, I say another thing <laughs> that would be a four-letter word to them. That would not go over well, uh, and it wouldn't promote peace. It wouldn't make peace with someone. Amen? Not saying I've ever done that. Actually, I'm more of a sarcastic person. If someone blows up on me, I'm like, well, you have a great day. God bless you. God bless your heart. Live long and prosper. <laughs> 1 Timothy 5, 1 through 2 says, Do not rebuke an older man harshly, but exhort him as if he were your father. Treat younger men as brothers, older women as mothers, and younger women as sisters with absolute purity. I love it. So that guy, guys, that, that means pretty much Every single person that's older than you, 
when I say older, I don't mean like a year old. You still treat him with respect. But whenever I'm talking about like um, generation older than you, that's kind of what we're we're, we're gauging in, focusing on, because that's usually going to be your bosses. Um, in order for you to like promote peace, in order for you to uh, have that capability, you first need to get from the source, and that's peace is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. And you're not going to be able to have peace and make peace with someone if you don't have the fruits of the Spirit. You know, it's like love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, self-control. You need self-control in order to have peace, in order to be able to have peace in the workplace. Can anybody say amen? Everyone's like, yeah, I have a part-time job. I love it. All right, uh, and guys, the only way that you can have a better relationship uh, with your parents, with your teachers, with your coaches, like w- whatever authority figure you have over your over yourself, the only way for you to have a better relationship, a better uh, kind of mentorship, is for you to be following God. Is for you to have a better relationship with God, because the closer you are to God, and the closer uh, I guess intimacy that you have with the Lord, the closer, uh, the more of an ability that you have to submit to authority, uh, to make peace with authority, and as well as specifically people that don't follow God, uh, that are your authority, it's easier for you to navigate that if you're closer to God. Amen? Amen. It's so much harder whenever you have a black and white printer and you have like scriptures that are in like highlighted yellow and now it's like gray. (laughs) I need some glasses. All right. So we got making peace. You guys got that? You can do that? (laughs) We'll try. All right. But once you have that mindset and that behavior um, implemented in your life, in order for you to do that, you got to get closer to God. So that that's that's a whole avenue that I can go in by itself. You need to get some alone time with God, read your Bible, pray, get with people that are like-minded with Christ to help you propel you. That way you can engage and get the fruit of the Spirit, which is peace, so that you can go uh, well in your jobs, your, your parent relationships, uh, and go forward in that. Raise your hands. How many of y'all got in an argument in the past two weeks with your parent? Raise your hands. I want to see it. No, I'm just kidding. Actually, did I? No, I didn't. I'm just kidding. I don't even live with him. It's still possible, though, guys. Uh, one thing I want you guys to do uh, is to utilize what I just said, specifically in your parent relationships. Uh, a lot of times it's they're going to do things you don't like and how you respond to that is going to show the fruit of your relationship with God. Okay? Super convicting. <laughs> Number two, after you, after you get that behavior of being a peacemaker, I want you to do another thing is pray for those that are in authority over you. And that's that's really hard whenever 
uh, the person does you wrong. So that's why I put that in there too. Uh, because whenever, whenever you work, whenever you have a parent, a lot of times you complain. And you like to go with your friends, you complain, you vent. Uh, but whenever you do that to God, and instead you vent and then pray for the parent or uh, the boss, is whenever uh, God gets glorified. Because you just doing that action already shows that you're, you're getting the fruit of the Spirit and you're able to make the right decisions whenever it comes down to dealing with that person. Amen. 1 Timothy 2, 1 through 4. Specifically speaking about uh, praying for those in authority over you. I urge then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for all people. Okay, I'm good. For kings and all those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. This is good and pleases God our Savior. This is good and pleases God our Savior, who wants all people to be saved and come to a knowledge of the truth. That's good. So whenever we pray for those in authority over us, your parents, how many of y'all pray, ever prayed for your parents? Like, like literally, like I have hardly ever prayed for my parents, and I actually feel pretty bad about it. That's why that's why I'm preaching because I got convicted. I'm like, I haven't prayed for my parents, like not like like an ailment or something like that, but just like, you know what, I hope God like does like a miracle in their life and you know changes their heart. Like not not if they need healing, obviously, because I mean obviously you'll pray for them, I hope. <laughs> but just saying, you know what, I hope they have like they have revival, like something God changes their heart. Changes my heart, changes their heart, so it Things will go well with you, you know. In order for you to be at peace with everyone, you must be, you must have peace within yourself. You must be able to kind of hold the reins, and that's where prayer comes in. Whenever you're praying for uh, the person in authority, um, I hate saying authority too much. Let's just say. What do you guys want to, what, what word do you want to use? Parent? We'll just go with that. Is that good? Sounds good. Thumbs up. All right. Whenever you're praying for your parent, everyone's like, I don't care. <laughs> I didn't think you were saying authority that much. Whenever you're praying for your parents, God does something on the inside of you, causes you to first deal with whatever's going on, whether that's complaining, whether... He, that person wronged you, she wronged you, uh, making it easier for you uh, to forgive them as well as pray for them. Amen? We'll keep going. And now that I'm getting on the track of if someone wrongs you, uh, and this works both for um, someone in authority where that's a, usually I'm talking about teachers here, coaches, and pastoral staff, or something like that, or bosses even. Uh, if somebody wrongs you, um, I just want to give you some practical steps to help you deal with that. Okay? Is that good? Do you guys like practical? All right, well, I'm going to give it to you anyways. Come on. Number one is that you need to evaluate the severity 
of the wrongdoing. If, whenever I say severity, I mean, if you have to call 911, uh, that's kind of a different story of what I'm talking about here. And you guys know what I mean, like inappropriate behavior, violence, or something like that. Call 911, call your parents, do anything you got to do, okay? But I'm talking about, uh, do you think this is something that you should just let go because this is just an argument that you had? Or was this something uh, as severe as something that you need to talk to someone about or that person specifically? So second thing after you have you evaluate kind of the severity of it is you need to have the right heart uh, afterwards. Because a lot of times you have some, someone wrongs you, uh, you... Either you blow up as soon as that happens, or you wait a little bit, you bottle it up, and then something happens and you just blow up randomly, and the person doesn't even know why. So you need to deal first, kind of what whatever that was, seek kind of like forgiveness in your heart for them. Go in it with a right heart. Uh, don't be like indignant. Don't be like arrogant or rebellious and say, you did this, this, this. I'm, I'm going to tell this person about it. Deal it with that person if at all possible. Like, I mean, there's special circumstances and whatnot. Uh, number three is that that you need to address it with them in a non-confrontational uh, conversation. Like, go in it with the right heart. Usually go say, like, hey, can I talk to you for a second? Like, And don't go in, like, saying, you did this, this, and this, and this. Usually come from the circumstances, hey, the... Uh, I was kind of offended how you, you know, and then go go from your own feelings because whenever people hear your feelings first, I mean, obviously you have those people that don't care, but you can gauge that because you know the person. Go into it saying, hey, I had a problem here and here and here. Can we resolve that? And you want to go it from, you don't want to go it from the perspective of, hey, here's what you did wrong. You want to go from the perspective of, hey, how can we make this right? Okay. Number four is, and you need to be ready to accept the outcome. And a lot of times it's not always good. Uh, a lot of times it's not always good. You know, uh, your leader could be a Christian and still do you wrong. And whenever that gets addressed, he can still do you wrong again. Because like King Saul threw spears at David more than once. I haven't been thrown spears at, but I know the feeling sometimes. And even though they're a Christian, even though they they say all the right things, even though they could be, you know, your parent, uh, a lot of times things don't change. And that's whenever you need to make a decision in your heart that you're still going to follow God as if they did. Amen. Um, so going from the kind of the heavy subject, um, I just want to give you guys some practical steps kind of in the workplace too, because I mean, in three years, you guys are all going to have jobs Four job. I mean, four years, you're all going to maybe start a part-time a job or something like that. I know it's fun guys. You won't have to go to school anymore. You'll get paid. Hopefully you'll get raises. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> 
then you'll pay taxes, and then you'll have property taxes to pay when you buy a house, and then a mortgage, and then you'll be in debt for 30 years. And everyone's like, I don't want to grow up. <laughs> Come on. This is, more of a co- this is more of a college message <laughs> right here. Hey, guys, you're never going to get out of debt. Just kidding. <laughs> Number one, always be the first one willing to help in any circumstance, especially for your parents. If you have, who has siblings? I love the raising of the hands. If you have a bunch of siblings in the house, be the first one to help. You want to know why? Because you're probably going to be the one that gets blessed the most. And that's just how it happens. That's how it happens in workplace. If the boss knows that he can count on you over someone else, it's more you're more likely to get the raise and you're more likely to get promoted and you're more likely to get the attention. It's just how it happens. Amen? That's not favoritism. It's just life. This one has more to do with kind of yourself and uh, making sure that you know that you can ask for help. Never be the last one to ask for help. Because a lot of times whenever uh, you're not thinking straight, you're, you're kind of in a bad place mentally, physically, and all, um, I can be the last one to ask for help. And that can hurt relationships, um, whether that's in workplace, but usually families. So if you're going through a hard time, depression, anxiety, or whatever, never be, never be too late to, to ask for help, okay? Number three is lead people even whenever you're following someone. And that means whenever you have siblings. Be the one, or even specifically this one's probably more geared towards uh, in the classroom and even what you're doing right now. Um, be attentive, pay attention, listen, be kind. Like if someone's like goofing off, making fun of the, the teacher, making fun of somebody, how about you be the first one to say, hey, just knock it off. Or just don't do it at all. Just like ignore them and then they're going to get mad at you. And then you'll make peace. <laughs> then you can try out my, my three-point message. Amen. Number four is wait till you have all of the facts before you respond to any bad news. That helps you so much when you get older. My voice cracked. (laughs) When you get older, because a lot of times you'll have four people saying something about one scenario and you don't know what's going on and you make a hasty decision or you make a wrong decision. You tell someone something that you shouldn't have. And it just does not go well in the end. Words to live by. (laughs) Number five, this probably helps you more parenting right now, like with your parents, is don't complain. Just, I mean, in general. But don't complain about the amount of work given to you. Someone else will always have more than you do. Because, like, right now, Michaela and I are, like, we're balancing this and work and then we're also balancing, we just got a new puppy. Not a new puppy, but he's like 30 pounds now. <laughs> but we're also balancing that, getting out of debt, I don't know. But like, we're, we're trying to balance all of these things. And if we start complaining about it, dude, there's always people that have more. They're like, people have kids. Like a puppy is not a kid. They're like, 
Like I can kick the puppy. <laughs> I don't kick the puppy. I just hit him really hard if he bites me. ASPCA, <laughs> McLaughlin. In the arms of It's actually a really like sad song, but we'll keep going, huh? Come on. Guys, there's always someone that has more work than you do. And whenever you complain about it, it looks bad on you because it looks like you can't handle what was given to you and you're less likely to be asked to do something that grows you in the end. Whether it's a promotion, a job opportunity, a raise, whether that's getting a better car from your parents or a used car and whatnot. Stop talking. See, that's that's what I mean. You guys got to lead by example. <laughs> Amen. Someone's <laughs> like, oh, my, I'm so sorry. Guys, leading by example specifically, you can come up to this altar. You can lead in worship. You can do, you can write a book. You can preach a message right now. But if I don't honor the people that are placed over me, if I don't honor the authority over me, then this message was nothing. It's all about the heart. Like, and, and it's so funny because people, they think like, oh, this person's great. But you don't realize like, that person is so rebellious and talks back to their parents constantly. I'm like, I don't want to be that person. And like, They'll post all the scriptures on Instagram in the world. But if you'd ask that mom, she's going through the most stressful time in her life because so-and-so is not listening to her. She's doing what she wants. And I don't know about you guys, but I'd rather make my parents, my boss's life easier rather than harder. Mainly because you're going to be a mom and dad someday. And you're probably going to be a boss someday. And you reap what you sow. Super, super convicting. Amen? I want to hear y'all say it. Say it. All right, we're on time. Amen? Children, obey your parents in the Lord. For this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in discipline and instruction of the Lord. You know, our parents were given an assignment and a responsibility to watch and protect over us. And you want to do everything in your power to help them do that. Because if you make it hard, it's going to be... Like, I don't think you guys understand, especially if you're, like, the only child. They have no other siblings that they practiced on. Like, they don't know what they're doing. They may, it may look like they do it, but I tell you what, I have a lot of parents coming to me and saying, I don't know what to do. I'm like, well, I don't either. I was like, I got a puppy. I was like, it's funny because they come up to you and they really tell you that. They're like, how do I, how do I tell this person this? I'm like. Beats me. God bless. <laughs> you go deal with that over there. 
<laughs> Guys, the, the, the whole reason, <laughs> the whole reason, the whole reason why I'm telling you guys this, preaching this message, is because I want unity between generations. Um, stand. We can turn off the lights. <laughs> stand. Stand. I want unity between parents and like sons and daughters. I want unity between teachers and students. I want unity between pastors and and, and people in the congregation uh, so that it can go well with you. Amen. In Joel 2:28, it says, "And afterward I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions." Guys, that's a revival. And we say all the time, guys, how about a revival? What if God came down into this room and he just met us here? And there was revival. There was a change in our heart. And so we're we're lying on the floor, crying out because the presence of God is here. And we leave and we still disobey our parents. And we still lash out in anger against our parents. We talk bad. We, we use sarcastic answers back to them. That would be the exact opposite of what God has in mind of a revival for young people. He would rather you sit down during worship and go love and appreciate and respect your authority then you come in here and raise your arms and, and cry out to God. It says obedience is better than sacrifice. And he would rather you obey his commandments of obeying your parents than you come in here and raise your hands. So I'm not going to have an altar call. I'm not going to, just because that would go against the, the very thing I just said. I want you guys to close your eyes. I'm going to pray. I'm going to ask for God to help us. And then I'm going to dismiss y'all. So God, I ask that God, you would strengthen us. God, you would give us the fruits of the Spirit. You would give us self-control and peace. That you would change our hearts. That you would humble us. God, that we would, we would respect and honor the people that you placed in our life specifically to help us and guide us and maneuver us into life. I pray that we would find new ways to love you. And by new ways, I mean new ways to appreciate our parents, to give them gifts, to love on them, to, to make sure that they know they're appreciated because they're working right now for us. I ask that that this message be sealed in your name. God, that that there's anything that they're going on in their lives, anything that's not going right, God, I pray that you would put your hand on it. God, I pray all of this in your name. Amen. And amen. So guys, I'm going to dismiss y'all. I made it just on time. Amen. Uh,
we're going to have people come up. You can keep playing. We're going to have people come up kind of ready to pray for you if you need to. I know I, I said altar call. We wouldn't uh, specifically pray about that because I want you guys to actually use this outside. Amen. And that's kind of your homework for this week because next week there's going to be a different message. But I want this week specifically for you guys to focus on honoring your parents, honoring your teachers, loving on them. If they say something that you don't like, don't be sarcastic. That's all that I ask of you. Amen. Again, thanks for joining us. For more info on Fusion, you can check us out on Facebook or Instagram.